Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, I want to say good morning to all of our locations. It's a special day. It's Vision Sunday, everybody. And, and we're thrilled to be connected as a big family. If, if you're new to LifePoint, we're one church and we just have many rooms and they're spread out a little bit all over the place. And so I wanna take a moment and say hello specifically. I wanna welcome LifePoint Louisville, Pastor Sean, Pastor Jen. Incredible what God is doing there. I've been practicing this all week. I wanna say hello, LifePoint Stuttgart. I did it. We're so glad. We thank God for how he's working in Germany. We're gonna have a special welcome. And uh, I was voice texting Pastor Nat, Pastor Abby this week, and, um, and their children voice text back to me. Abby goes, my children's German is much better than mine. And uh, so please let me know if your kids approved. And uh, we just thank God for everything happening there in Stuttgart. And um, then also wanna say Hampton Roads, what an incredible launch last week. And so before we get into the message, uh, we want to give you just a little preview and want you to hear from all of our lead pastors and how God is working around the church uh, in this global family. So if you would turn your attention to the screen and check out this video. The Lord put it on heart that we can, we can help. It's a mission field, and that's something mm -hmm. we want to do, and we just love on people. We know that we want others to be able to just have this joy, this happiness. So now we're about to start go canvassing around Granby High School, and we're believing, honestly, that that community is just going to be restored. Hampton Rose is una ciudad donde tiene diferentes etnias, y creo que yo poder ser parte de la diferencia por poder alcanzar la comunidad latina en esta área fue lo que más me impulsó a dar ese salto de fe. I'm really excited to see the people and to actually meet people and be able to love on people finally and to have a place to invite them back to every Sunday. Hey LifePoint family, we are Nat and Abby Wiberly and we are the pastors of LifePoint Stuttgart here in Germany. Today we want to tell you about our friends Christian and Christina. They moved into this neighborhood that the church is meeting in about a year ago. They were far from family, community, their former church, mm -hmm. their work, and they weren't quite sure why God had called them into this neighborhood. Yeah. And as we're in conversation with Christian, it uh, turns out he's a worship leader. So uh, we were just really uh, blessed by having them come and he immediately said, hey, I'll, I'll love to lead you guys in worship. And so since then, Christian and Christina have become an integral part of the team here. Uh, Christian is leading the worship uh, environment and Christina helps out there as well as with Kids Point. And they've really, as I said, become a cornerstone in many ways of what God is doing here in Stuttgart. And we're really thankful for them. Um, it's just a great reminder to us again why we are building church, why we're willing to go across the ocean and plant churches uh, because we see people's lives changed in a real tangible way. And Christian has said he's been so blessed by the presence of LifePoint here in Germany and it's been the church they've been always looking for and uh, they have your partnership to thank for that. So thank you for being part of the LifePoint family. Thank you for supporting the work and supporting Pastor Daniel's vision to see life-giving churches planted all over the world. 
LifePoint Louisville, we've been here for two years and what a great two years it's been. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2022, we saw God do some amazing things. Mm -hmm. Last year alone, uh, 52 people gave their life to Christ wow, and just crossed Jesus. over from death to life. We saw 15 people take their next step in water baptism. Over 100 people went through the growth track yeah. and began living out their best life. Yeah. And, you know, I can't help but to, to think that every one of those numbers really represents a name and stories. Yes, yeah, so many families that yeah. just really God has impacted their lives and has impacted their stories. And, you know, I can't help but think about families like the Glassmeyers that as they moved to Louisville, felt this call to foster children and they fostered these children and several since they've lived here and those last children are reunited with their family right before Christmas and they were able to see those families come to church. It's beautiful to see what God is doing and will continue to do to the lives of the people that he has placed in this community. We know it's not just happening here in Louisville, but it's yeah. happening all throughout our church family and yeah. you know Jennifer and I and and you know the staff and team here in Louisville we're just we're glad and we're Absolutely. we're honored to be a part of a global yeah. church family where God is moving yeah. not only here but all across the globe and all throughout our church yeah. We felt the wind in our sails because of LifePoint Global. It was just so incredible being able to be here with people that helped us launch yeah. strong. Yeah. And we're so grateful for you guys. And it's just the beginning. This weekend, we had people come from LifePoint College. We had people come from the Dream Team in Fredericksburg. Yeah. I mean, we had every people- Every campus. Every campus. Yeah. We had people come from Richmond. We, we didn't even know all the people that were coming. But the thing that it does is it helps us know that we're part of this family. Yes. Uh, that it just, it makes us so much stronger than we could ever be alone. Mm -hmm. And so it's just an awesome thing to think, this is just the beginning yeah. of what God's doing here in Hampton Roads and then mm -hmm. what God's gonna do through this church. And hey guys, you were a part of this. Some of you yes. weren't able to come today, but we just want you to know the house was full. Yeah. And you guys helped spread the vision. Yes. You helped cast the vision. Yeah. And we yeah. just want to thank you because you are a part of this. Yes. And so we love you, Pastor Daniel. We love you, Pastor Tammy. Yep. We love you, LifePoint family. We're one house, many rooms, and we're so grateful for you guys. How amazing is that? What God is doing all around the church. How crazy is that? I just watched that and think, we're every, there's, all, there's a lot of us everywhere. And, uh, and there's more to come, everybody. We have more vision, more, more faith, more belief for what God wants to do in the future. And so today I wanna, I wanna give you um, some vision to put your faith around. And uh, when I talk about vision, talk about a word for the year, I'm not talking about um, another building we're gonna build and where all that kind of stuff is happening and God's working in different ways. Uh, 
around our global family. I want to I give you something to anchor your faith to this year and challenge you to and inspire you to. And I always love to start the year personally with God, what is a word for me this year? Not, not a word like, you know, like the or, yeah, but a thought, a, a direction, a, a push, a something that gives me a, a press in my spirit to go, no, there's something more for me. God wants to do something exceedingly, I believe, abundantly and above all that we can ask or imagine. So today I wanna to share what I believe the word is for our church. And, and I'm just hoping that you'll maybe take it as your own, that, that you'll, you'll put your faith to that and go, God, I'm gonna believe that too. I wanna to read Joshua chapter one, and uh, I'm gonna read the first few verses. And I gotta wear these so I can see the Bible. <laughs> It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Let's pray together. Father, we open our hearts and minds today. We wanna to hear from you. So speak to us and may we never be the same because of it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. So uh, most of you know that I'm uh, into running, or, or at least I was more into running um, when my joints were a little younger. <laughs> Come on, can I get an amen in the house of God? Come on, Louisville. Um, so I was, I was really into running, and I got into it because... Uh, um, when Tammy got pregnant with Owen, our 15-year-old, so that many years ago, um, I got pregnant with her, <laughs> or at least it looked like it, everybody. And so I went, I was like, I got to figure this out. So I got into running. And then, and for me to stay um, with something like that, I've got to have some kind of motivation. Um, I'll be honest, there's not like this intrinsic motivation. Um, I've never met anyone that's like, yeah, I just love to run. If they do, they're something a little off. <laughs> and they need deliverance. Um, but I ran because I had some motivation and that was I need to get healthy. And so, uh, and so I needed some kind of motivation like a race. And so I would sign up for these races because um, I had to pay for them. And if I had to pay for the race, that was a big motivation to go, all right, I better do this because it just cost me money. And I'll be honest, there were times during the race where I was like, I paid these people. I paid these people to do this to me. Something's wrong with me. Like... And the whole point of a race is to get to the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Are you with me? That's the whole point of the race, right? Like you train, you get up early, the day of the race, they usually start times are 5.30 in the morning and sometimes it's cold because ain't nobody running in the summer. And so you're bundled up and you get out to race day and it's, it's like energy, it's good, but you do the whole thing just to get to the finish line. Yeah. And then at the finish line, they hand you a finisher medal Ain't no first place. I've never been in that crowd. I never saw that guy. I was getting out of bed and he was done. Y'all tracking with me. You get a finisher medal and a banana. That's what you get at the end. And unless there's another race, that was it. You're done. And life is kind of like that, right? 
There's so many finish lines in life. There's, there's graduation. You study, you read, you write papers, you take quizzes, and then you get to high school and you graduate and it's like, all right, there you go. And your parents may be on you and be like, no, it's college next. And you're like, all right, four more years of this. And then it's like, all right, I'm done. Here we go. Is any of this going to work in the real world? <laughs> That's what I was asking. So, you know, you, you, you pursue the girl, you want the date, you go on it, you get engaged, and then you get to marriage, and you're like, all right, what's, what's next? Like, because life is built in with finish lines, is it not? It's built in, and if we're not careful, we work, work, work to the finish line, and then we never run again. And we work, work, work to the finish line, and then we never learn again. I'll be real honest. When I finished my last degree, I was like, I'm not reading another book but the Bible. And we work to these finish lines, but I just want to encourage you today across our church family is this, is that it's dangerous to apply that mentality to your faith because there is no finish line in this life when it comes to your faith. There should not be a finish line. There should never be a moment where it's like, I can put it on cruise control now. Like I've, I've, I've read the Bible, I've prayed, I've served, I've led, I've engaged, I've been generous, and I think I kinda can, I've paid, I've, we have this, men, I've paid my dues, I've done my time, I've done my thing, but here's what I've come to declare in this year is that there is always more in God, that there's always greater in God, that there is no finish line of faith on this side of eternity. And this is what God is saying to Joshua in the text that we just read. He's saying, hey, Joshua, I want you to gather all the people and I want you to let them know that it's time to cross over the Jordan. Now, I want to give you some context. Let's get a little Bible school with us. Okay, y'all ready? I want to give you a little context. What has happened, if you're unfamiliar with the scriptures, is that the nation of Israel was under oppression for 400 years in Egypt under Pharaoh. Not it. There wasn't one guy that lived 400 years that was kind of like title, like president, you know, different people, but under the Pharaoh. And so they were under oppression. And you may know the story or you may know the song, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, oh baby, let my people go. Okay, good. Let my people go. And so God sends a deliverer, a guy named Moses, because God always responds to the cries of his people. And although he may not be talking to you, he's always talking to your deliverer. And so he went and he talked to this guy named Moses and he took Moses and he said, I want you to go to Pharaoh and let him know. And the 10 plagues happened and that whole thing. And then they escaped and then they got to the Red Sea. God parted it. All that story took place. Y'all tracking so far, say amen. amen. And so God's brought them out of Egypt, but they haven't yet possessed the promise. They're in the, the, the place they're in is called the wilderness and they're in the wilderness and they stay in the wilderness because a generation had unbelief in their heart because God showed them the promise and they said too good to be true. And a lot of us, we miss out on possessing the promise of God in our life because we hear about this life of joy and this life of peace and this life of the blessing of God and his favor going before us as a shield and this God that has exceedingly abundantly and above anything we can ask or imagine kind of plans in store. And we say, maybe not verbally, but in our heart and our actions, too good to be true. And because of their unbelief, a generation had to die off in the desert. 
But the problem with that is just because they died off in the desert doesn't mean the desert didn't get into them because they buried family in the desert. They were comfortable in the desert. They knew the desert. It may have not been the promise of God for them, but they have learned to acclimate. How many of you know that even if it's dysfunctional, you can learn to acclimate and operate in the dysfunction? That even if it isn't everything that you desire in your heart, you kind of learn how to operate. You kind of learn how to work in that relationship, even though it isn't everything that you want it to be. You kind of learn how to operate with the pain and the trauma, even though it isn't the complete healing that you need in your life. You learn how to get by in this life in that, and that's what Israel had done. And think about it. They knew that place. They'd married off kids in that place. They had had children in that place. It was a well-known place for them. They were in the wilderness, but God comes to them and says, Joshua, I'm not content with you looking across Jordan at the promise. I want you to cross over and possess the promise. Here's what God is saying, and if you wanna write this down, I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt for you maybe, that this is the word I believe God is saying for us today, is this, is don't stop here. I believe it's the word of the Lord for our church, is don't stop here. I don't know where here is for you. For Israel, it was a place of comfort. For Israel, it was the wilderness. For Israel, it was on this side of the Jordan, but the promise was on the other side of the Jordan. And God goes, Joshua, I know you know how to operate here. I know it's comfortable here. I know people got married here. I know you buried family here. I know you created memories here, but this is not what I have destined for you. Your destiny is on the other side of the Jordan. Your future is on the other side of the Jordan. The promises of God are on the other side of the Jordan. So don't stop here. And some of you, where you are, you're like, yes, that's the word for me. Because I've had pain in the place I'm at. The place I'm at right now is difficult. The place I'm at is hard. The place I'm at is traumatic. The place I'm at is filled with bad memories. I don't want to stop here. I got it, pastor. But some of you are like, where I'm at right now, I feel good about it. It's blessed. I'm finally not fighting any more battles. I finally feel like things are going in my direction. And the word for you is don't stop here. Because when it's going good, that's when apathy can set in. That's when you can begin to think when the God blessing of God is good. The Bible says that every time God began to bless Israel and they didn't have battles to fight, they begin to forget the Lord their God because God never meant for your faith to be stationary. He always meant for it to be moving forward. And this is what God is saying to Israel. He's saying, don't stop here. Listen to me. Don't stop here. Don't stop where you're at right now. This isn't the place to stop. This isn't the time to stop. Don't stop here. I don't know where your proverbial here is, but I know the word of the Lord is don't stop here. This isn't the year to stand your ground. It's the year to take ground. This isn't the year to 
to live on yesterday's mercies. It's the year to go, no, I'm gonna take hold of his new mercies every single day in my life. I'm not stopping here. I'm not gonna be the same person at the end of the year that I am right now. My faith level isn't gonna be the same at the end of the year that it is right now. My intimacy with Christ isn't gonna be the same at the end of the year as it was right now because I'm not stopping here. I'm not stationary here. I'm not getting paralyzed here. I'm not getting stuck here. Are y'all getting this? Don't stop here. You can't stay here because God has so much more for you. My Bible says that he moves me from victory to victory. He's not wanting me to live on yesterday's blessing and yesterday's victory. I'm not going to dig out of old wells. I'm not stopping here because there is more in God for me. He says, don't stop here. So here's the choice you have. You can either go through this year or you can grow through this year. I've chosen to grow through this year. I want, to, I want to shake something on the inside of you and rattle something in you that goes, I'm not going to be just stay. I'm not, I'm not going to be content just to be where I'm at. I, there's more. I want to know more of God. I want to know more of who he is. I want to fall more in love with Jesus. Come on. I want to remain in the vine. I want to have the fruit. I want to have the fruit of God flowing in and through my life. And you can't do that if you stay where you're at. Don't stop here. It reminds me of Colossians chapter two. It's what the apostle Paul said to the church in Colossae. They were a port town. Are y'all tracking? Say amen. They were a port town. And, and so there was all kinds of people coming through. It was a big town of commerce. And so a lot of stuff in and out, a lot of nationalities, a lot of religion, a lot of teaching coming out. And, and they're dealing with some challenges and, and Paul is giving them a charge in chapter two, verse six and seven. He says this, he said, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. In other words, don't stop here. Continue to live him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Uh, can I break that down for you for a moment? I think it's so parallel to what God was speaking to the nation of Israel. I want you to understand the context of this. Jesus Christ as Lord. Paul says, just as you received him, this is how you received him. And the language here is a little interesting because it's not just Jesus Christ as Lord. It's, it's really the better idea is Jesus Christ, the Lord. Not a Lord, not one of many, but the Lord. And he said, this is how you received him. In other words, what Paul is saying is whenever you came to Christ, you didn't receive an organization. You didn't receive a denomination. You didn't receive a philosophy. You didn't receive a, a, a title. No, you received a person and his name is Jesus. The, no, no church died on the cross for you. No denomination died on the cross for you. Right, come on, or no philosophy. I just want to remind you. That, that no philosophy died for you, but you received a person and that person and his name is Jesus. And he said, this is how you received him as Lord. Yeah. Now that's not a title that we use a lot today, right? We don't, Lord, we don't, we don't really use that. What that means is that he's, a, he's the authority, yeah. that he's in control. So, so I, didn't, I didn't come to, to Jesus as, a, as a, a good luck charm. I didn't receive him as, as just uh, another little add-on to my life that maybe it would help my God life go a little bit better and, and maybe it would just improve my standard of living. No, I, I've came to him 
Another word we don't love, I came to him submitted, going not my way, but your way, not my will, but your will, not, not my way, but your way, God. I have your way in my life. I came submitted to him, and rightfully so, because Jesus is Lord and is worthy of us coming with that posture. Because he's not an overlord. He's not an oppressive Lord. He's a good father, a kind God, a gracious God, one who is long suffering, one who is good to his children. Are y'all tracking with me? And so that's how we received him as Lord. And then he says this, continue to follow him that way then. In other words, my faith is not about fire insurance. I don't wanna go to hell. I grew up, it was two syllables. I'm going to get fire in. No, 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 no. No, it's so much more than that. No, he says, you received him as Lord, so continue in that. Continue walk. In other words, you can go through it or you can grow through it. In other words, don't stop here. There's more. There, there's more to get. There's, you, did, you just scratched the surface when you received him. You, you, oh, I've been walking with him 30 years, Pastor. You just scratched the surface of the depth and the breadth of who he is. You've just scratched the surface of his love. You haven't exhausted all the benefits of knowing him. You haven't exhausted the benefits of his joy and of his peace and of his kindness and of his healing power and of his direction and of his counsel, you just begin to scratch the surface, so don't stay here. And then Paul gives us two analogies, a cultural, agricultural analogy and then a building analogy. He says, let your roots go deep in him and be built upon him. So I'd ask you, if you're gonna grow through this, you gotta ask yourself the question, what's feeding me? What are my roots getting? What are the nutrients that are coming into me? He he said, let your foundation basically be built on him. Let your life be built on the person of Jesus. I'm not building my life on what people think about me. I'm not building my life on what cultural dynamics are of the day. I'm not building my life. I'm building my life on the person of Jesus. That's what's holding me. When the storms come and the wind blows, what is... What are you rooted in? What's holding you? Paul said, no, this wasn't a one-time thing. This wasn't a, I raised my hand at the end of a service thing. No, I'm continuing in this. I'm not, I don't have a finish line. I haven't arrived at any point. I'm not stopping here. I can't stop here. I'm rooted. I'm built up. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow through this year. Now, here's the challenge with that. Shout on the front end of the message. Because you may not on the back end of the message. Here's the challenge with that. Is that a new level is going to require a new you. And so many times... We're so in love with comfort. Joshua, get these people together. And we're going to cross over the Jordan. And you're going to take possession of the promise. That, 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 like, possession of the promise. Yes, Lord. That's my word. Well, I'm going to possess the, I ain't staying here. 
I'm going to get it. But what if possessing the promise means you have to face giants that are bigger than you? This is why the first generation didn't go and possess the promise because they walked in and said, we can't do it. They're too big. Joshua and Caleb said, no, they're, they're not too big not to fall. They're too big to miss. And our God is big enough to take them down in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? One generation said it's too much. One generation said, no, we're comfortable right here. But the next generation said, no, we're going to go possess the promise. But to possess the promise, there's giants in the land. You've got to go possess it. That means you've got to go take hold of it. That means you can't stay where you are. And that means it's going to require something new out of you. It's going to require a new way of thinking. Some of us are so in love with our old way of thinking that we don't want to embrace a new way of thinking. It's going to take new perspective. Are you following me? If you're going to go possess the promise, it's going to take a new you to get to a new level in your faith. You can't do what you did and get what you want. You can't keep walking the path you're walking. Listen to me. Can I just be real honest with you? You won't go all in with God if you just continue another year of walking in on Sunday, walking out on Sunday, and that's all you do all week. I'm not trying to hate on you. I ain't trying to condemn you. I'm just saying you want something new, you got to do something new. It's going to require new words, new thoughts, new perspectives, new declaration if you want something new. It's going to require you to walk through your year going, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am filled with the spirit of God. I am walking by faith and not by sight. It's going to require something. That's just not my personality. Well, your personality needs to be crucified on the cross of Jesus and the new you needs to come alive by faith in him. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but the life I now live, I live by faith in the son of God who died and gave himself up for me. I am a new creation in Christ. I am moving from glory to glory glory from victory to victory. Say hi to this Daniel now because you won't know me at the end of the year because I'm moving from victory to victory, from glory to glory. I can't stop here. Don't stop here. It's going to require a new you. A new level requires a new you. Here's what I've also noticed, though, is that a lot of times we're like, all right, I can shout on that. I'd like a new me. But to get a new you, I've noticed God will often lead you into places you're not ready for. Don't believe the lie. I've heard people say this, and I think it's, I think it's incorrect. That God won't lead you there till you're ready. I've never been ready. I still don't feel ready. Are y'all following me? Every week I'm like, dear God, do you have somebody else for this? I do not feel ready. But watch this. If God never puts you in over your head. I'm not saying God drops you in the middle of the ocean. I'm just saying he'll put you in the deep end. Now it does say no temptation is taking you such as is common to man, but with it, God will offer. I'm not talking about temptation. I'm talking about God growing you. 
stretching your faith. God will put you in over your head. And we often stay on this side of the Jordan and go, I'll just look at the promise. Because to go take the promise puts us in over our head. And fear, it's what kept the first generation, fear. Fear will stop you, then apathy will keep you. But God will put you in over your head because it's in the gap that's created between what you feel ready for and what he is leading you to that requires you to grow. And God knows our human nature. Most of us won't grow unless we're forced into it. And if there was no gap, there would be no need for a new you. If there was no deficit between what you feel capable of, what you have faith for, what you feel strong enough for, what you feel like you're knowledgeable enough for, if there was no gap between where you currently are and where God is leading you to, then you would have no need for a new you. But here's what I found about how God works is that God is so kind and so gracious that he puts us in just enough over our head to let us grow into it. And so I want to encourage you with this. You may not be who you want to be right now, but if you'll follow God, he'll let you grow into it. Think about it. Moses, I want you to go lead the nation of Israel. I can't talk. I stutter. I got all these. And God goes, it's all right. Just go lead him. I'll let you grow into it. Think about David. God anointed him as king as a teenager, sent him back to go be with some sheep, and he gave him some time to grow into it. Are you with me? Think about Peter. Peter was a hothead, cut people's ear off, and he's like, no, I'm going to use you on the day of Pentecost to preach, and 3,000 people are going to come to faith in Christ, and it's going to be the birth of the brand new church. Peter, it's all right. I'm going to let you grow into it. We're going to get there together. Are you following me? Aren't you thankful that God doesn't expect perfection, but God will put us in just a little bit over our head and say, I'm going to let you grow into it. The Bible even says this about Jesus. Fully perfect. Don't mishear me. The Bible says he grew in favor and stature with God and with man. So what God wants to do in your life, you're going to have to grow into. And you can't grow into it if you stay here. Wherever your here is. Whatever the place where the pin drop is on your life right now. I don't know where you drop the pin at. But he says, don't stay here. Because on the other side of the Jordan is the promise. And if you'll possess the promise. Then here's what, this would be part two of Vision Sunday if I were to preach it. <laughs> After they possess the promise... Then you see the next chapter, and they went and they had to face Ai. And then they had to go face the northern kings. Why? Because even in the, in the base camp of the promise, he said, no, we ain't staying here either. Because he's always moving me from victory to victory, from glory to glory. And God is more concerned about my conformity to the image of his son than he is my comfort. And so he is always saying, don't stay here. If you're with me, say amen. amen. And I would say, too, that as a church, that is the word for us, I believe. 
That, that sometimes you could step back and go, man, look what all that God has done. Isn't this so wonderful what God has done? It is, but we can't stay here, church. Hear me clearly. We can't stay here. Well, haven't we planted enough family churches? Haven't we opened enough campuses? Haven't we done? No, no, no. Enough isn't a word in the vocabulary of the kingdom of God. The only reason we talk about enough is to say God is enough. He's more than enough. But have we done enough? No, we haven't done enough. Are you following me? And I want this to get into you because there's some of you that you can't stay where you are, that, that for you, your faith has been about a Sunday attendance and it's time to move beyond that. You can't stay right here. You can't stay and just attending. It's time to engage and go all in and, and serve. And some of you have been serving, but you can't stay. It's time to start leading. And some of you have been attending a small group, but you can't attend. It's time to start leading. And there's some of you have been hearing about generosity, but never taking the step. It's time to start being generous. Why? Because you can't stay in that place. You can't stay on this side of the Jordan. Church, the promise is on the other side of the Jordan. And we've got to cross over to possess the promise of everything that God wants to do in our life. Why? Because there's always more in God. And you get the choice to either go through the year or grow through the year. And my heart is that you would grow through it this year. That you wouldn't be the same you three months from now, four months from now. That you'd know God in a way that you've never known him before. That you'd know peace in a way that you've never known it before. That you would know wholeness and healing. That you would know purpose. That you would know the joy that rises when you give your life to a vision and you watch it impact people's lives. That you know what it is to live others first and not self first. That you know what it is to pray and to believe and to come into agreement and watch God answer. You can't stay here. You can't stay. Josh, we can't stay on this side of the Jordan and have that. I know it's comfortable. I know it's easy. I know it's routine. I know you buried children here. You married people here. I know you gained wealth here. It'd be easy to stay here, but you can't stay here. You got to cross over if you're going to possess promise so church don't stay don't stay in that place because God has more for you and I don't know about you but I'm determined to get every last bit of what God has purposed for my life and I'm determined if it's if you're screaming and dragging to drag you to everything <laughs> that God has for your life. Do you receive the word today? Let me pray for us. Ask you to bow your head, close your eyes, cross our global family today. What an honor to be connected. Maybe for some of you, the reality of your life today is you're still in Egypt. You've never experienced the freedom of a relationship with Jesus 
is sitting about joining a church or we think this is a great one, but this is about you encountering Jesus and knowing his saving power and knowing that he can transform your life. It's about a personal relationship with him. And today, if you've never taken that step, I wanna invite you to do that. The Bible says this, that we've all sinned and we've fallen short of God's standard. And, and that's not a condemning statement. It's just the reality of the human condition. We've all blown it. We've all sinned. And it says the wages of sin or the payment, the, what is due that is death. It's eternal separation from God, but God never wanted that to happen. And so before time ever began, he set in motion a plan. And it was to send his one and only perfect son into the earth to live the life we could never live. And then he died the death on the cross that we all deserved, paying and carrying all of our sin. Then he was buried and rose again three days later, proving that he is who he said he was, the son of God with the power to take away the sin of the world. And today you're placing faith in something every one of you is. My question today is why wouldn't you place your faith in Jesus? You're either placing your faith in your best effort, you're placing your faith in the hope that none of this is true. You're placing your faith in your good works, maybe that'll outweigh your bad and God will let you slide in. But the Bible says the only way to heaven is through Jesus and it's only by faith in him. And so today I'm just inviting you to transfer your faith to the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And so in just a moment, we're gonna to pray together and there's nothing magical in the prayer. It's just me helping you express that to God. And if you'd say, Pastor, that's me. I need a fresh start today. I need a new beginning. I wanna know that all my sins are forgiven. I wanna know that heaven is my home, but even more important, I wanna know that I'm walking with God now. I want that relationship. I want that new beginning. And just a moment, we're gonna pray before we do. I'm gonna to count to three in a second. I, I'm gonna ask you to shoot your hand up high enough, long enough for myself, campus pastor, your lead pastor, to know who we're praying with today. If that's you, when I count to three, you just shoot it up high enough, long enough. At not any of our locations, will anyone point you out or come to you? We wouldn't embarrass you for the world. We just wanna know who we're praying with today. And I believe this is your act of faith. The Bible says, if you confess him as Lord, that's what we're gonna do when we pray. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you shooting your hand up. It's just a sign saying, I believe in the resurrection. And then together we'll confess with our mouth. So if that's you on three, you just shoot your hand up all across the church today on three. One, two, three, you just shoot it up high. God bless you, God bless you. Incredible, you can put your hands down. Church, let's pray this out loud together at all of our churches for everyone that just shot up their hand. They're not gonna pray alone, we're gonna pray with them. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. And I believe God raised you from the dead. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Come on, let's celebrate that at every location. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.